and welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast. On today's episode, I have Sarah and Shanae from the Creative Legacy podcast on. And let me tell you guys, they are so much fun to talk with. Um, they both run their own very successful businesses and they have joined forces to create a podcast that is all about helping creatives build their businesses while leading a life of intention, joy, and adventure. And they are here today to share all of their tips for staying focused while you are working from home. Because if you were like any of the entrepreneurs that I have talked to, that first moment of starting to work from home is very difficult and it's hard to stay focused and stay on task when we're at home and there are a thousand other things vying for our attention. So today they're here to share some of their tips and tricks and how they have been able to stay focused and build their businesses and create that lifestyle that they love and enjoy. So let's dive in. Today's episode of the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast is brought to you by CBF Strategy Sessions. What these are are one hour, no contract, no commitment sessions where we hop on a video call and I help you with whatever you need, whether it is figuring out some workflow systems or whether it is teaching you how to use some of the business tools that you're currently using but feel a little lost about or helping you figure out how to automate a few things so that you can get some of the tedious work off of your plate. Whatever it is that you need, I want to be there to help you. So. To get started, you can head on over to chelseabfoster.com forward slash strategy sessions to sign up for your very own no commitment, no contract strategy session. And as an added bonus, if you use the code podcast listener, I will go ahead and give you $50 off that strategy session. Again, that's code podcast listener. All right, head on over to the website to get started today. Welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast, where we explore how you can give yourself permission to run your business and live your dream life on your own terms. You started your business to have more freedom. Let's help you find it. I'm your host, Chelsea B. Foster. Let's dive into today's topic. All right, so I am here today with Sarah and Shanae, and thank you guys so much for being here. I am just so excited to have you. Thanks Yay. for having us. We're so excited to be here too. Yeah. So let's start off with you guys just sharing a little bit about yourselves and um, how you got to be here. And you guys have your own podcast called The Creative Legacy. So kind of how you met and decided to do that. Um, the short version, because if they want the long version, they can actually head on over to your podcast and listen to it. But yeah, we have our, our whole first episode is about the start of our podcast and, and how that all happened. But um, I can start a little bit. I'm Shawnee and I am a wedding photographer here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I've been photographing weddings for eight years, and now I am going into creative coaching for photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who are trying to kind of get away from what they're doing and get more into doing something that they're really passionate about. Um, And yeah, and I've met Sarah a few years ago, and the podcast kind of started as like, uh, hey, we should do this thing, and then Sarah can kind of explain what what happened after that. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a fun journey. We've been doing this since May, I Mm -hmm. believe. Um, And it's evolved into some from our passions. So it's a podcast to help creative entrepreneurs build their business while leading a life of intention, joy, and adventure. So that's what we talk about, a little bit of self-care, a little bit of business-related topics. We do a book club, a lot of fun. Um, But I'll introduce myself as well. I'm Sarah. I also am in Green Bay. I am a graphic designer focused on brand identity and marketing design, and I have recently started offering brand consulting as well. So that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. And then you guys actually met through Rising Tide, correct? Yeah, right. mm-hmm. uh, that is amazing. I love Rising Tide. And you guys, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you guys know that I love Rising Tide. And I think that you should all find your local chapters and go and meet other creatives and just like make these relationships because they're important and they can lead to really awesome and amazing things in your life. So they might even lead to that podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, oh my gosh, I love that so much. So, so much. If you guys haven't listened to their podcast, I am going to link it for you in the show notes. I highly suggest going and listening to it, especially if you are in the creative industry. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. We love doing it. And we're always looking for ways to help our creative entrepreneurs, you know, kind of do what, what you've talked about in your podcast of trying to avoid burnout. And we try to 
do different other other topics too about helping them find more practical tips for their businesses or self-care or we love travel talking about travel so we we love it and we love our listeners and it's been a really fun journey oh my gosh i love it so much <laughs> all right so we really wanted to talk about today all about staying productive while you're working from home and i know you guys are out there and you've tried working from home the first few weeks, months, even years can be really hard if you don't have a plan. And so I am so excited to talk about this topic because it's something that is near and dear to my heart. It's something that I think it is one of the first systems you should set up for yourself. So let's dive in and just kind of talk about what, like, how do you figure out how to stay productive while you're working at home? Yeah, I can kind of start a little bit about, um, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how we started working from home and, and a little bit of our struggles that we had. So I have been full-time as a wedding photographer for four years. It'll be four years this December. And I was kind of thrown into, okay, I work from home now. Now I can do whatever I want. And that just wasn't the case. I was starting to edit all hours of the day and then into the night. There was no structure it was kind of chaotic. There was just, there was no plan for anything. And I really had to get serious about just because you're work from home doesn't mean you can't have a routine and a schedule and a way you're going to lay out your days. It's not a free for all. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was very easy when I first started to like, Oh, I'm going to turn on the TV or I have to do the dishes and just get caught up in all the things around the house to do and not focus on my business until it was like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, Oh shoot, I have to start working on this. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So talk to me about like how you guys figured out how, what that schedule was looking like for you. For me, because majority of my work, my big work are on the weekend. So I photograph all weddings on Saturdays. I really had to look at my schedule from, from that day out that I am not available Saturdays. That's when I do my weddings and Sundays are, I then gave to myself as a day off that if I could, I would just work every single day, every single hour and push myself into that, that pit. And I, I made it a point to make Sundays my day off because that works for me and that works for um, my fiance's schedule. But the rest of the week, it was what do we do with that? How do we put things in place to make sure that those days run smoothly and are productive? So for me, my Mondays are always the days I edit. So I photograph a wedding on Saturday. I have my Sunday off and then Monday I can come back feeling refreshed. I don't, I might respond to a little bit of emails in the morning, but I don't do meetings. I don't do photo shoots. Try not to record podcast episodes. Um, I just take it to edit and just get into it because I know my Monday is the beginning of the week. I'm probably feeling a little less tired, a little tired, a little less productive. So I just get right into editing. It's kind of a mindless thing and I can get a head start on that. My Tuesdays through Thursdays then are meetings and shoots and kind of the, the extra step where I actually have to think and, and focus on things. Um, and then my Fridays are a little bit of a lighter work, maybe some blog prep, some social media prep. Um, and then Friday nights we try to have our date nights because my fiance works Sundays and all Monday through Friday. So um, we try to have a time for us to actually do something. Oh, I love that so much. And I know a lot of wedding planners and photographers that they do make it a point to take Sundays off because you need that time off. Wedding days are exhausting and you need to let yourself recover after them. So I love that you were very intentional about that and you chose to make that your day off and that you gave yourself Monday a very easy entry into the week. You're not like super stressed. You're not having those meetings. You're not going to have to talk to people. You can stay in your pajamas all day if you want. Like <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yes. That's the goal. If I could be in my pajamas all day long working, that is what I will be doing. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Sarah, what about you? Well, for me, I'm a little less structured day by day. I do try to take Sundays as well to be a rest day, a relaxed day. Um, but for me, it's all about the morning and creating that morning routine. So it was getting up. I typically will spend half an hour journaling or writing, something that's a little bit more for me and self-care. Um, and then I will start my day that way. So having a little bit of time in the morning that's structured to get up and do a certain, few certain things. So like I said, journaling up here bar is another one that I, we, I do. So making sure those things get done. And that's something to say, okay, I've 
started my day with these things. Now I can move into work and whether it's responding to emails, client meetings, all of those things. Oh, I love it so much. That is actually why I decided to not work until noon was because I needed that time in the morning to like do all the things. And I'm one of those people that does get really distracted by housework. And so if the laundry needs to be done, like I can't focus on work until I do the laundry. And so having that buffer in the morning is when I like do all the laundry. I do the dishes. If my husband didn't do them the night before I go do running errands and like I do all of my self-care stuff in the mornings. So yeah, I'm a very much, I'm not a morning person, but I force myself to get up in the mornings because I do get more done. So I find that if I get the most important tasks done right away, then I can use the rest of the day to do the more like, to-do list items that aren't going to be as impactful. Yes. I think, yeah, that's our biggest thing with being productive and working from home is trying to figure out when are the, what are those pockets of time throughout the day? Um, that you're you are most productive and to, to do those things and I am a morning person I love it after you know a certain time now it's like sunset which is like 4 30 I'm done and it's dark and I want to read a book and you know go to bed um, so I like to do all my hard stuff in the morning and my my challenging things because by the afternoon I'm feeling a lot less motivated and I'm ready to just call it in and say, Oh, let's turn over tomorrow. So if I can get everything done in the morning, then I, I already feel like I had a good start to my day. Yeah. A lot of people, their like most brain power is in the morning where they can focus really hard. And so like putting admin tasks in the morning is really great because you're able to do that detailed work and then having meetings or doing some client work that's more creative in the afternoon is an amazing way to use your time. So, Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Okay. So talking about your routines, one of the things that I get asked all the time is, or people will tell me, I just forgot to eat today. So one, did that happen to you <laughs> every day? <laughs> yeah. yes. mm -hmm. and have you found a solution that worked for you? So I, yeah, my fiance will come home and be like, did you eat today? And if I say, uh, he's like, that's a no. <laughs> um, I'm very guilty of doing that, but I, have started doing a little app um, for um, where I mark my meals. I use my fitness pal and then I can mark like every um, everything I eat and I can kind of know the calorie intake and um, just kind of be more active. I also set alarms for myself. I said <laughs> every three hours I have an alarm that says to get up and eat. And then I have um, an alarm like every hour or so to just stand up. Like, and I know like things I've, Apple watch or something, you know, it has like a get up and stand or walk around or whatever. Um, so I'm making sure I'm trying to come to eat and to also be a little more active. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Sarah, do you have anything else that you tried? Um, I have to plan ahead really is what I need to do. So whether it's leftovers from the night before for lunch, like I'm okay with dinner and breakfast. Usually lunch is where I will be just wrapped up in work and like, oh, shoot, it's 2 o'clock and I haven't eaten. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so planning ahead and just making sure I have something because I don't want to spend an hour making a meal for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I definitely have found that when I was first starting out, I had to set the alarms and make sure that I was, like, actually eating throughout the day. Like, I even had to set an alarm to eat breakfast because I would just, like, get up and go straight to work and not eat breakfast, not eat lunch. And then it'd be like eight o'clock. My husband's an entrepreneur too. So he would come home at like eight o'clock and um, we would both be starving and I would be hangry because I hadn't eaten all day. And it was just a bad situation. Um, but also like meal prep has helped a lot, even with dinners, um, because we are really busy and I don't want to spend that much time thinking and just like taking 15 minutes on Sunday to plan out my lunches and my dinners it makes it so much less stressful. I don't have that decision fatigue that happens in the middle of the week. <laughs> and we actually eat vegetables now. So <laughs> yeah, very important. <laughs> yeah. I will share one app that I really love for meal planning. It's called Me Align. I always say it's meal time without the tea. And that one I will go through. I get to choose how many meals I want for the week. And then you can scroll through the pictures to find all the meals that you want that look good to you. And if you are curious about it, you can click into it, see what ingredients there are, how to make it. But then once you set your plan for the week, you click make meal plan and it gives you a grocery list. Oh my and gosh. I go, that's how I go to the grocery shopping. I go to the store with my phone and the app and I just check all those things off. Holy so, cow. Is this a free app? It's, it does have a paid option, but it is free. I use the free version. Oh my goodness. <laughs> meals just 
changed. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I will link that for you guys in the show notes in case you're like, oh my gosh, I need that app. Um, I'll also put the MyFitnessPal app. That app is super helpful too when you're tracking just like fitness in general. Um, but yeah, for sure they have, last time I used it, their library of food was extensive. And you could, if you were eating something that came from the grocery store, you could scan the barcode and upload it, which was, it made it so much easier to track food. It's awesome. I use it for just trying to, you know, making sure I'm eating too. So it's like, if you're just eating uh, breakfast and dinner and not lunch, and then you complete your entry, they're like, uh, kind of give you a little like, hello, you know, maybe we can do a little better tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you can set goals for yourself. It's, it's really a fun way to just kind of keep you on track. And it's, um, I'm all about trying to keep yourself accountable no matter what it is, whether it's business, food, you know, whatever, um, deadlines, things like that. And this is just a really good way to keep me accountable. I think about, should I eat that? Because I have to write it down and it's going to yell at me and say there's a lot of sugar in it. So um, I like I like to use that to keep myself accountable. Oh, that's genius. I love it. <laughs> I am so glad that you brought up accountability because I feel like this is also an area that we all struggle with when we first start working from home. So what do you guys do to stay accountable for like your client stuff, for your personal stuff, for sticking to your schedule? Like how How do you stay accountable for all of that? I like to make myself deadlines. So I have um, for every wedding I photograph, I like to have a certain turnaround time where I can get my photos back to clients. There's a certain time in my contract that says I'll get them back, but I always like to surprise them and get them done earlier. Um, I create a blog calendar for every month. I'm really into blogging. So I'll create a blog calendar for every month. And if I don't have something edited and finished, I can't go on the blog. So then that blog day is open, you know, so I have to make sure if this doesn't get edited, then it doesn't go to the client, then it doesn't go to the blog and the social media, everything's thrown off. So I, by creating deadlines for myself, I'm holding myself accountable because if it's not done, then I have no content for that day to share. Um, I know a lot of people love doing co-working or having an accountability partner. Um, I prefer to, I'm pretty strict on myself. So um, I'm, I think I'm my own worst accountability partner. Um, and that seems to really work for me, you know, where if I'm, I like to make plans every month and have content scheduled. I like to have different things ready. And if my work isn't done, that content isn't giving out. Oh, I love that. Is there an app that you use to keep track of your content calendar? So my blogging is all just in my notebook because I like it old school and my social media, my Instagram is all through Planoly. Um, I do all my Instagram just to make sure my feed looks good and plan no different content. Uh, Planoly is my favorite. Yeah. I love it's that. amazing. I love yes. that too. <laughs> I, do, I do the paid one. I, I do, I pay for it and it's, I think it's definitely worth it. Yeah. I highly recommend no matter what social media scheduler you're using, like go ahead and get the paid plan. It comes with so many perks and it's so worth it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to say, too, for me, deadlines is probably how I keep accountable the most. Um, I need to make sure that my clients know the deadlines I set as well, because I am a person who will always say I work best under pressure and will push it to the last minute if I can. So having a deadline before when it actually needs to be done is something that I have to do to make sure I'm staying on track. Um, but I also keep a whiteboard with all of my current projects, and I put the things that are my tasks in red, which is like very the intimidating color. <laughs> I have to stare at it. So if there's a lot of red on my board, I know I need to get some stuff done. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. My husband uses the whiteboard method too. He has like his top three tasks that he's working on. And I can always tell when I go in there, I know exactly what he's doing. And it's, it's amazing. I'm like, I need to get myself a whiteboard. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, I got a whiteboard. We read um, Gary V's new book. And I was like, I need a whiteboard. I need to write down all these ideas while they're coming to me. And Matt and I just uh, wrote everything out. And he was like, this is overwhelming. But now we can see it all. So it's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah, I use my notebooks a lot for brainstorming. Anything where I'm, like, doing idea creation, I love to actually, like, write it down and use a pen and paper. Um, there's something about that kinesthetic. It connects with your brain differently than when you type it. And so I love writing that down. But I think it's super important to keep like your main tasks in front of you all day long. And I know that's one thing with digital. You can't always have that screen open or visible all the time. 
especially like, I know you do design work, Sarah. If I'm doing something in Illustrator, I want the whole screen to be Illustrator so I can see all the details. Yes. Like I lose track of like what I'm doing. And so I don't know. I really love it. It's something that I've been looking for the same whiteboard that he has. He stole it from me. I've been looking for another one. I can't find it. So (laughs) I have to settle for something different. Mm-hmm. I'll just share the one that I use. I got it at Michael's and it has the calendar and then like a list of priorities and notes and uh, to do's and I love it. Is it the like really big one? It is like pretty little? big. Yeah. yeah pretty I big. just saw it. At, so my Michael's just moved and they got amazing inventory now. I'm so excited that they moved. And I saw it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I need this. Um, but all the ones they had in stock were scratched. And I was like, well, oh, yeah. yeah, I had to look through a few to get the one I have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're huge. And I feel like the people that are stocking it don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to look into that. His is just square. It's little. So literally he can only write three things on it. So it, it works for him, but, and he just has it like sitting on, we have a music stand cause he plays saxophone. Um, and so it's just like sitting on the music stand. It's super cute. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So getting back to like how to be productive when you're working at home, what other tips do you guys have for us on making sure that we're staying productive? One of the big things that we like to do is turning off our hiding notifications and getting rid of all of the distractions. So I, we both have Facebook off of our phones, so we don't get all of those notifications and, uh, all of our notifications are turned off too. So those little pop-ups don't come up all the time. Uh, I know I will, if I really need to focus on something, I'll turn my phone on silent and just let those texts and phone calls happen while I'm working so that I can focus and get what I need done, done without those distractions. Um, But then even like, sometimes I'll be working and have a podcast on if it's a little bit more of a mindless task. And then when I really need to focus, it's everything's off. I love that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's something that we're really hesitant to turn off our notifications. And let me get your guys thought on this. So if people are coming to your Facebook page and you don't respond immediately, like, is that a problem? Like, do you guys know? I personally do not even want people to contact me through Facebook. I want them to email me. So on my Facebook, I have an auto responder that comes up when they contact me and it says, thank you so much for contacting Shawnee Teske Photography due to the high number of inquiries we get every day. We need everything to go through email. So please email us and I have email address. So I don't, I can have it up and not check my notifications and know that my clients are being taken care of because I've already set my expectations that I'm not going to respond to your Facebook messages and I expect to go through email. And if I am traveling or not available, I also have a, an autoresponder that comes up on my email too that says, thanks so much for your email. You know, I will get back to you as soon as I can, but I'm away or doing whatever it may be. Um, just really setting those expectations. So my clients know right away that I, it's not a, just because we all have social media does not mean I'm going to respond at all hours of the day or night. I have set hours for responding to messages. I don't like when clients text me, you know, it's, it's all about setting those expectations between my client and myself. And I know it can be really scary when you're starting out because you're, you're thinking I need to respond right away and I need to catch this lead, but people will respect the boundaries that you put out there. And if they don't, that's not the client for you. Exactly. And if you think about it, you would never go to any brick and mortar store and expect them to be open and to answer any inquiry that you have at midnight. Right. That just is unreasonable. And so same thing for online businesses. Just because we live online doesn't mean we have to be available 24 seven. Right. I have set business hours that stated on my website after you contact me. And I try to do a, I will respond within 24 hours or whatever it may be for you. Um, and I think I'll revamp it too, because I don't respond to emails on the weekends. So I think I'm going to add that, you know, please don't, you know, if you respond on a, you send me something on Friday night, I won't get to it till Monday. And you're a business, you're a business owner. It's totally fine to have business hours and it will keep you more productive if you stick to them. Because if you're thinking, oh, I'm working on something and then, oh, an inquiry comes in, I have to respond right away. And then you start working, oh, this thing comes in, I have to respond right away. You're just going to get off task and distracted. Yeah, it's so important to set those boundaries, mm-hmm. though, because if you do start responding to emails at midnight, then they might start expecting that from you. Right, and they'll, they'll respond, and then you'll be up all night. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's actually 
um, one of my clients, she was responding to messages at midnight and I was like, just stop responding. And she texted me like a couple days later and she was like, Oh my gosh, it worked. And I was like, see, I told you, you just have to stop and they will stop texting you back and they'll stop texting you that late. Just tell them that they need to get their text messages in by whatever time is reasonable for you. Um, for her, it was like 10 PM or something. And I was like, that's still too late, but whatever. Like we'll work on <laughs> <Right>. that later. <laughs> and you can, you can, say, you can say it over and over again too. I'm, I'm so pro like auto responders because it just really starts ingraining in their brain that like, this is when it's acceptable to contact me. This is when I will get back to you. This is how my business is run. It's a level of respect that you can finally showcase to, to them too. And, and you're saying not only do you respect my boundaries and my timelines, I'm respecting you and I'm going to give you my best me during these times. I'm not going to give you my best me at midnight. I'm asleep. So <laughs> I actually do on weekends. If I am doing some work, sometimes I will start just typing out the email and save it in draft form. And then I just won't send it until Monday morning. So then Monday morning at 7am, I'm just going out. Yes. Oh my gosh. Have you um, looked at boomerang or streak? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so you can schedule those and get them to send out later. It's amazing. I love those apps. <laughs> They're so good. Um, okay. How do you guys stay or make time for your family and the fun things in life? So how, like, what does that look like? What's that life work balance look like? How do you keep accountable on that? Well, we kind of talked about earlier about setting those boundaries, and it's so important to sticking to them because when you don't, what suffers is that free time and that family time. I like to do it like we talked about at the beginning of planning out my, my weeks and my months. So my Sundays are absolutely no work days. Um, I might, if I am doing work, it's like editing or little things that doesn't involve people that it's just something that I'm enjoying working, um, or I'm doing like a little style shoot or whatever it may be. It's something enjoyable to me. Uh, but Sundays are absolutely no work days, no exceptions. I'm not going to do a shoot. No, nothing is more valuable. No shoot or no, no piece of work is more valuable than my time with uh, at church to my time with my family. Uh, Matt and I always go to breakfast on Sunday mornings. It's our time to reconnect and, kind of see how we're doing, see how things are feeling, do we need to work on anything, things like that. Um, so that's really important to me. I also have set work hours too after a certain time of day that I'm working from this time to this time. After that, that's dinner and family time and, and reading or, you know, anything enjoyable. Um, and the same with Friday, Friday nights as well. That's our date night or if we're doing something fun like this Friday, we're going to have a Tom Hanks theme party. Yay, it's going to be oh really fun. Um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like our fun night. That's our night to go and get dinner, drink some wine um, type thing. And then Saturdays are obviously work days. So just making sure and making it a priority. If, if someone's birthdays is, you know, really important to you having that in my calendar and I don't book, I set, I also set like block off weekends per month because um, it can get really easy as a wedding photographer to book every single weekend and not have one off. And if your friends and family have weekends as their free time and you're always going to be <laughs> like ships passing in the night, you never get a chance to spend time together. I make sure that I block off weekends and do not take weddings on that weekend because that's our weekend to have fun. So really setting those boundaries and setting your schedule ahead of time and writing, I write in my calendar, block off, or you're booked, even though you're not, <laughs> to make sure I don't put anything in place of, of that free time. Absolutely. I love it's that. Very, it's, yeah, it's very scheduled free time. I'm like, I'm not a very, it's not a very spontaneous free time, but it's better than no free time. <laughs> yeah, and especially when you're struggling with creating that schedule for yourself, actually writing it down and making sure that you are blocking off time for yourself is important, and that is a great um, tool to help you build that habit, especially when it's like daily on a daily basis. Um, not so much with the big stuff. You should probably always put the big stuff in your calendar, just period. Like put your mom's birthday in your calendar right now. Make sure <laughs> that you hang out with her a little bit. <laughs> um, but like for the little stuff, absolutely make sure that you are blocking that off while you're working on creating that habit. Or if you find yourself like not taking any time for yourself, go ahead and block off some time next week and, or even this weekend. That is just for you. And we do every morning too, like Sarah mentioned, we do peer bar. So it's, it's important for our, um, our, not only just our physical health, but our mental health as well, that we turn off what we're doing and focus on ourselves and, um, 
just really get clear with that. So that's an, it kind of starts your day, whether you're starting your day meditating or you're starting your day in exercise. Doing Pure Bar for us is a way to just kind of clear your brain and do something active and get your energy up, the blood flowing and taking time for you. Absolutely. I love that. Could you guys share a little bit more about your morning routines and what they look like um, and kind of why you picked those things? Oh, sure. I can start. So I get up and like I said, the first thing I typically do is journal and that's usually maybe around a half an hour. It depends on how much I have to say. I just let it all out. And then I'll eat breakfast, uh, brush my teeth, do all of the morning stuff that we typically do. And then it usually is pure bar, uh, Monday through Friday, except for Wednesdays, I typically will take a day off, but, um, have that hour of time just for me and to give myself some good self care. And then after that, I will go home and just kind of check in with my day. I bullet journal. So I have all of my tasks that I need to get done in there and focus on those most important things first. So that's my morning. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. And I like that you have a space where you keep track of everything. Um, I think setting your intention for the day is really important and something that we often forget that we need to set those priorities. Um, and it does make you a lot more productive when you know, okay, these are the things I have to get done today. Yeah. And I always say that for me, writing is so important to get it out of my head because if I have all of my to do's in my head alone, it's just going to distract me all day long because it's constantly coming back to me and I have to think about it again. Exactly. Or I create more lists in my head where I'm like, I can't remember to do, or I have to remember to do this. Don't forget to do that. And it's just forever. I'm getting distracted by my own thoughts. <laughs> and then you get stressed out because you forget something. And you're like, Oh shoot, I forgot about that thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I told myself like a hundred times. <laughs> oh man. Um, any other morning routines? Yeah. So for me, I wake up and I like to start the day off, um, meditating. And even if it's just five minutes, I like to take a moment to, um, say what I'm thankful for, uh, say what I want, what kind of things I want to put out into the day. What, like you said, what my intentions are more on like a less on a work level, more on a spiritual, like being present in the day and, um, seeing the joy or, or trying to find the unexpected blessings. So I like to start out my day with that. Um, we have our little like Jesus calling book and I'll read out a uh, verse every day. It's Matt. And we always go, Oh, that Jesus, he's smart. <laughs> um, and then I get ready and I go to pure bar. I usually just eat a protein bar and then I go to pure bar, work out, come home and make breakfast and then get right into uh, my, like Sarah said, my most important tasks. I plan out my weekly schedule, all the things I need to get done and break it down day by day. And then, um, kind of then in the each day tackle what needs to get done first, what needs to, what's most important, what, what are have tos and what are like, if I have time, I would like to get a head start on. Oh, I love that. I feel like we sometimes forget that the things that have to get done, that list is actually really short. And so Mm -hmm. we'll put like 20 things on our list, but we don't have to actually get all 20 things done. Like there's probably three or four, maybe five that have to get done today. And the rest is all just bonus. Right. So I think it's important that you like make that intentional and structure them that way. I do want to say though, for me, my nighttime routine is just as important as my morning. I was going to ask that. Like, what do you guys do at the end of the day? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I do what I call a brain dump. So I get everything that's been on my mind out, ideas that I have, all that. And that's just so that I can sleep because sleep is so important. I'm getting the amount of time that I need to sleep before I start my next day. Um, but yeah, it's raining down. And that's actually where I put those items in my bullet journal for the next day is at night. So that's, um, I, I have to make sure I do that every day or I'm just like a mess. And then I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> Yes. No, I'm the exact same way. I actually try every day. It's like I have a half an hour at the end um, of my day where I just shut down everything. And so I'm going through and like, closing out any tasks that need to be done, like writing down notes for the next day, where I left off, what I need to work on. Um, And it really does help a lot, like more than I thought that it would, um, just to give me that peace of mind that I'm not going to forget something. 
tomorrow that I was remembering today. Like it's all taken care of. I know exactly what I need to do. Um, so yeah. It's, it's great that you mentioned like just turning everything off. So I have like have to clean my space too, my workspace, make sure everything's put away yeah. and then turning off the computer, shutting it down and having more time to read or do something a little bit less active. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did want to ask you guys, do you guys have an office in your home or do you have just like a corner where that is your office? I I have a full office and that's really, that was really important to me. I had, when I first started my business, I was in a one bedroom apartment. Then I was in a duplex and has separate area. And then when I bought my house, I was like very, it had to be at least a two bedroom because I had to have a separate space because for me, my night routine is, is closing the door and that is a physical barrier between me and work where it's like, this is done. The door is closed. You cannot go in it. Do not pesco. Do not collect $200. You're done. Um, you can't go back. It's, it's like if you left work for the day you clocked out and you left it, you're not going to be like, mm, I think I'll get that email and go in a little early after dinner. You know, you're done. So I treat my home office like I would if I didn't work from home shut that door and then it's over. Oh, I love that. Did when you were working um, in your one bedroom apartment, was it more difficult to shut work off? than it was. Physical yeah, career? it was right next to my bed. So it's like, and it was just because that was the only place it could be, you know? Um, so it was just like this constant reminder sitting there that you have weddings that still need to be edited. You have emails that are still there. I think our phones, too, are a constant reminder, and that's why sometimes physically removing the phone from the room is really important because it's such a little, like, sneaky snake. I'm looking at it right now because it, you know it's full of, like, things you need to get done and emails you need to send and, you know, social media you need to engage on. And if you're really trying to be intentional with your time and your business, sometimes just removing things from the room is really important. Totally agree. Totally agree. What about you, Sarah? I um, wish that I was. I have the little corner in my room. <laughs> um, so my next step will be to have the space where I can do it separately because I totally agree that it is very much a constant mind thing because it's always there. And I do have moments where I'm like, okay, I just need to go to the library or a coffee shop just to get out of this space because this space represents something else to me right now. Yeah. And that's why like I we I don't know but Sarah, but for me that's why I work out not at home because I have to take a, a, a fitness class because if I had to live at home and work from home and exercise at home and eat at home and you know, you would never leave. So I need it I need to have a reason to leave the house. Even if there are days I don't go, um, I try to go five days a week. Um, if there's reasons I don't leave the house, you know, that's fine. But I try to leave the house every day because I could easily get trapped in my home and still find more work to do. <laughs> I mean, the list is never going to go away and it's never mm -hmm. going to be at zero. Like the, your to-do list is going to keep growing. And so I think it's just not so much finishing the list, but making sure that your priorities and what is actually important to you, um, that's what you're focusing on. I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah, is there anything that you do right now that helps you be able to shut off and maintain those boundaries and expectations with yourself so you're not working 24-7? Really, it's just putting the computer away um, and shutting, like, shutting it down, knowing that if I get... I try not to work in bed. <laughs> That's the one thing I try to do. So when I go and get into bed to read a book or maybe watch Netflix or something, it's, I know that I'm not working anymore. It's my wind down time. Oh, I love that. And I'm sure like doing your brain dump at the end of the day is more of like a signal to your brain too. like, okay, yes. this is the end of the day. We are done. We don't have to think about work anymore. Um, and I think having those rituals are super important because they are signals. Um, just like brushing your teeth, like every morning, I don't know about you, but if I forget to brush my teeth, I'm like, what is wrong with today? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I need to go brush my teeth. And then I go do it. And I feel like the world is great again. Um, and so like the habits that we have are, they're just great signals for our bodies that this is a time for this thing, or this is a time for that thing. So, oh, I love it so much. Okay. Since you both work from home, I do want to ask this. How do you communicate your expectations and your schedule with the people that live with you? 
Um, yeah, so, hmm, okay. Uh, it's it's pretty easy, I feel like, for me. Matt, uh, my fiancé, goes, he works Monday through Friday, normal schedule, like, 8 to 6, 7, sometimes at night. And then he works he works for the Green Bay Packers, so he works around the football schedule. So then I know, too, that whenever we're playing or if there's training camp or whatever, he'll he's covering the team, so he'll be there. So it's pretty set of when he's doing – he's off at work, then I'm at work in my own way. So I get to kind of still do what I did before I lived with someone. Um because I've had the majority of the time I've had this business, I haven't lived with someone, so I've been able to kind of create that schedule. Um, the biggest thing we we ran into, and and we already had this expectation when we started dating, was that I don't ever have a Saturday free unless it's like the dead of winter, um, which is, if the Packers are in the playoffs, then he doesn't have a Saturday free. So um, it was very clear when we first started dating that our days had to be on weekdays. And uh, he totally understood because he doesn't have Sundays free during the fall and the winter. So it was really easy for us to then just adapt to our schedules. Um, and now that we live together, he knows I'm gone Saturdays. That's usually his day that he can go. He hangs out with friends or he works in some of the house or he can just lay on the couch and watch football all day, whatever he wants to do. So um, that's been really easy. I uh, like to do, I don't function very well at night, like doing tasks or, or doing errands or doing chores at night. I'm just like, nighttime is relaxing time. As soon as it's dark, I just shut off. <laughs> um, so a lot of times during the day, I like to also do house chores, whether it's dishes, laundry. Um, and that's been really helpful since I do work from home and he works out of the home. Um, I can get stuff done. So then when he is home, we can spend our time together. That's our time. Um, and I'm done working. He's done working. We actually have a few hours for ourselves and then he'll spend Saturdays doing the additional housework and stuff like that. So we can try to break it up like that. Um, and then the cats don't care what I do. They love that I work from home because I can pet them all day long and it makes them really happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I love that you guys communicated like your needs and your expectations from the beginning um, yeah, and day, I, like day one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure that that alleviated a lot of potential fights like right out right. the gate. <laughs> right. And he's been very supportive of if I decide if schedule changes are needed, you know, if I'm going to do more of this or less of that. If we just talk about it ahead of time and go, how is this going to work or how is this going to look for us? Um, then we try to be on top of that. And one of the things he's he would do too, because before we started dating, you know, he's single, he would go to work and then he'd go and run. And I mean, he wouldn't get home till eight or nine o'clock at night sometimes. And, you know, some of the things had to be readjusted that maybe he runs in the morning now instead of running at night so we can have some time together at night or whatever it may be. Um, we're just uh, making sure that we make our, our time together a priority and that's really important to us. Um, even if it is only an hour a night that we are making sure we're taking that time. We never want to get to that point where one person is coming home and the other person's asleep or whatever it may be. And I get that sometimes that that's going to happen, but we try to be really intentional and really communicate with each other about our schedules and what our weeks look like. And we share, we share a Google calendar together for some of the big things. So we kind of know where each other, um, where we're at and what's going to be like, we're recording this podcast right now and he should be getting done with work, but told him we're doing this. So he's going to go vote and then he's going to go and kind of not make a lot of noise. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Sarah, how do you communicate those expectations with your loved ones? Um, so for me, I kind of just get to do a lot of my own thing, mostly where it comes into play is dinner. So if there's a dinner that we're going to have together, making sure that that's clear. And that'll happen at the beginning of the week saying, what nights are you on your own? So tonight it's almost six and we're recording this podcast right now. So they know they need to have dinner on their own and then I'll have dinner when I get home on my own. Um, and then if there's anything that we're going to do together, just making sure that it's in the calendar and that space is set aside. Oh, I love that a lot. Just so much. Um, one thing that just speaking from personal experience, since my husband and I both work from home, we had to set like really strict boundaries and signals to each other. Like this is when you can interrupt me. This is when you cannot interrupt me. Um, and yeah, it's been trial and error for sure. I feel like it's a little different too. Like 
when you both are working from home and then versus with one of you having nine to five, it's a little, but even when he was the only one working from home, like it was a struggle and we had definitely had to set out, okay, which days are you going to be home for dinner? Which days are you not going to be home for dinner? Cause nothing was more frustrating than me, like getting home from work and cooking and him being like, I'm not coming home for dinner. You're like, what am I going to do? Just eat all this by myself. Yeah. I'm I like, okay. So I'm just going to sit here and like, Chill with the dog alone. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay, so last question. How do you guys like manage taking time off? That's a really good one. And we'll let you know when we figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, so this is kind of really funny because we, Matt and I, we got engaged two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't remember. Um, and we're trying to plan a wedding and we're both like, uh, never because our schedules are, I mean, I'm already booked into next year and then his schedule revolves around now where the Packers are playing. So we know end of July through December is gone and my schedule is summer. So it's like, how, how do we make time for ourselves? And, um, the, short like if if it's within the next year it's kind of working around the schedule that you have available and if it's longer term it, it's setting aside those those dates like I said in your calendar blocking off time and going I don't know what we're going to be doing but I'm going to block this weekend off or I'm going to block off this month or I'm going to whatever um and making sure that you're you're putting those things in place so in case you do want to take a vacation or anything that you do have that time and and if you don't, if you you've already took some vacation and you already traveled or you already had your time off, then you can always book something or or fill in with work. There will always be work to do, but uh, setting those those dates ahead at least once a month um, is really helpful. We're looking at trying to plan a wedding, and we're gonna have to try to plan it in our off season, and uh, it's gonna be really interesting. But for us, um, with taking time off too, it's it's. We'll take what time we can get, and we're going to make the most of it, and maybe it's our ideal. Maybe all of our friends are, you know, have that Labor Day weekend off, and we're both working, um, and that's okay because our main people, uh, our family, our, friend, our main friends understand and they get it, um, and as long as we can, we can make time or take the time that we have and really make the most of it and enjoy it, then we're happy. Uh, I love that. And I think you really hit on something special there that the people that are closest to you, like they should get it. They should get mm -hmm. your schedule and they should understand that this is what you do and this is important to you. And this is why, and this is why you can't hang out with them on some of the holidays right. and it's okay right. to them and they get it. And we've had, we've had a few of those situations of, you know, well, why, why can't you guys hang out or why, you know, why is Shawnee not here? And, and it's almost like, you have to explain again, like, and they, and that's not their fault. They don't get it. You're in a very creative, uh, different field, maybe for some people, um, that aren't in that field, they don't understand. Uh, and you just have to remind them you're at work and this is, this is important to them. And they don't always understand why you have a Monday afternoon free, but, um, you know, it, it's just, just being very open and, um, kind of educating people too of, what your schedule is and what it's like and what, what you're available for. I ran into that. Um, my cousin is getting married next year and it's been planned for like two years and they know I'm a wedding photographer and they planned a date and didn't tell me beforehand and I was already booked. So it's like, I can't, I can't be there. You know, that's, mm. it just comes with the nature of what, um, what you're doing and the people that um, really care and understand and love you um, will We'll get it and we'll notify you or we'll let you know ahead of time before things are booked. And the, the other people that don't or are scheduling things, even though they know you're busy or didn't check in with you, that's okay too. That's, they have to live their lives and your schedule, don't take offense to it because your schedule is, is very unique and it, it can be very different. Um, and if you guys care about each other, you'll make the time to work. It might not um, be some of those bigger events, but there's, there's joy in the small events too. Exactly, exactly. And for your cousin's wedding, I'm sure you already have plans to make it special and so that you still get to celebrate with her, even though you can't be there on that day. And that's the joy of having our online businesses is that we do have the ability to take a Monday off and maybe go do something with a friend on a Monday afternoon instead of always having to be on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Oh, I love that. Sarah, you have anything to add? 
I'm going to say that for me as a graphic designer, it's a little bit different nature than a photographer or like an event planner that has to be focused around a specific day and event. So taking time off for me is just putting it in the calendar and making sure I plan ahead of time uh, to get everything done as well as communication. Like communication is so important with everyone involved, the clients and the people that I'm going on vacation with or spending time with family, friends, whoever it may be, just making sure everybody's on the same page. Oh, I love that. And I think you brought up a good point too, that you need to communicate that time off with your clients. So the holidays are coming up, like make sure that you are telling them what your hours are going to be during the holidays. Like if you're not going to be able to answer emails because you want to take the time off and be with your family, like tell them so they know like, Hey, you should be with your family too. Like, don't bother me. <laughs> I love you. but it's, don't the ho- me. It's, it's the holidays. What, what really <laughs> needs to get done? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> unless we want to, unless you want to email me and talk about Hallmark Christmas movies, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to talk to me about that, we can talk all day long. Yes. <laughs> Bring us out of a viewing party if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're on right now, and it's not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> I and I watch, I watch them every day. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, I really want to get the Hallmark movie app, like the add-on for Amazon, like because we don't have cable. And so I have no way to watch it without that. And I'm like, ah, I, can I justify that cost? Like it's $7 or something. And I'm like, I think it's worth it. Oh yeah. It's an early Christmas present for yourself. Like, yeah. exactly. Just add it on for Christmas and take it off. It's always worth it. Yeah. Okay. So I always end my interviews with a couple questions that are related to like burnout proofing your business, because that is the goal of this podcast. So what are some of your favorite ways to relieve stress and overwhelm? Um, having a dance party, <laughs> just turning on the music and just being funny and silly and crazy. Um, and then writing too. just that those are my two big stress relievers to get everything out and relax. Oh, I love it. I love that they're so creative. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest thing is just writing it down. If it's in my brain, I will be a hot stress mess and, uh, I have to write it down and truly, put it out there and close my notebook and be done with it. And then I, I really feel like it's a way that my brain goes done, turned off and we can get on to more important things. Yes. Oh, I love that too. So, so much. There's something about just putting it, it out there. So it's off of your mind that just frees up so much more mental space for yeah. everything else. I feel like when it's in my head, it just like rattles around and seems bigger than it actually is. Right. So, like writing it down makes it feel tangible and doable and not overwhelming. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So what was the best business decision, best business decision you've ever made for your business? This is a really good one. There's so many good, uh, I feel like little decisions that, you know, you make over the years and um, you, it's kind of like a trial and error type thing. I think one of the biggest ones is always to invest in education. Um, you can never, uh, stop learning, stop taking things. So, um, hiring coaches, uh, going to workshops, those are always really good ones. And I think the biggest thing for me was setting and sticking to boundaries. Um, I really let go of all this guilt of trying to get things done or putting my clients before my family and really freed me up to then have a life outside of work and create a whole balanced life instead of just creating a really great career. Oh, I love that. So when you were going back and looking at those boundaries, did you have to extend any of your deadlines that you had set for yourself previously? Um, yeah. So I, I, before I, I set boundaries or set like set hours or didn't work from home or didn't work on Sundays or things like that. Um, I, I made sure my deadlines were done first because it wasn't fair to those people that I didn't have a deadline and I didn't have a boundary and now I do. And oops, now you got to deal with it. So I want that all to be done. Um, and then it was, it was kind of for me, it's during the off season. So during the winter when I, I'm not as busy or I don't have as many clients to uh, manage that I can kind of revamp what's working, what's not. And so it was kind of during an off season that I was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not getting time for friends and family. I'm not putting uh, life and, and people first in, in my daily life. That, that needs to be a priority. So it was an education after of, um, of, no, I don't work Sundays. Nope, I know, I understand. I'm booked on Saturdays for weddings. I'm sorry, you can't get your family shoot in on a Sunday and you work nine to five, Monday through Friday. 
I might not be the photographer for you. And being very clear and being okay to say no, being okay to turn people away if it doesn't fit in with my boundaries because my mental health and my family life, everything was way more important than booking a client. Oh, I love that so much. And I like that. I feel like that is one unique thing about the wedding industry is we do have that downtime and you can take a step back then. And it is the most important time to take a step back and really evaluate were the processes and systems that I had in place this year, did they work for me or do I need to make some changes? And I love that you noticed that it wasn't working. It was becoming unhealthy for you and you made changes so that you could have a healthy life work balance. Right. And that was, that was the most important thing to me was I wanted to create a life, not just a great career. And if I'm going to be present in the lives of the people around me, if I want to start a family someday, all these things that has to come first over work. I love that so much. Sarah, what about you? What was the best decision you made for your business? I would say ditto to a lot of things she said. Um, Education and investing in myself is probably the most important thing. And that's even just in self-care. So investing in Pure Bar was a big thing. Like it's not, it's not the most budget friendly (laughs) workout routine, but having that and just giving time to myself was the best thing for my business to be able to put myself first before I take care of everybody else. Yes. Yes. And sometimes we need to make that big investment to really have our buy-in and make sure that we do stay committed to it, especially when we're learning a new habit, like working out for me, working out is the worst. I hate doing (laughs) it. Like, and honestly, like I, whenever I got really serious about working out, I hired a trainer and like having that pressure of like, a, I'm paying them a ton of money and B, like I have to meet a person like that actually helped me accountable. So, oh, I love that so much. Yeah, I think that you said the accountability is another factor too. So I have a mastermind. So that would probably be like the second thing is having the accountability group to go to and even just talk about things in business that you would need advice on. Absolutely. So for those of you that have never heard of a mastermind, could you explain to us what exactly it is? Um, it's a group and it really can be kind of whatever you want it to be. <laughs> you get to create the space, but it's a group of people who are like-minded and come together to support each other and give advice on different things uh, in your business and life. Oh, I love that. I like to use the analogy that it's kind of like your study group in college where you all are kind of working towards the same goal, but you're there really to support each other and to make sure you all like achieve really high. Um, and so it's, that's, that's like the closest analogy for people that aren't in the business world being like, Oh, okay. I kind of get it. (laughs) But yeah. Oh, I love that. Investing in yourself is so important. I just, I don't think that we can ever understate uh, or overstate. I mean, the importance of investing. Right. It's never selfish. It's never, you know, people, I think that's the biggest thing you're, people are afraid of when, with the word self care is they're going to come across selfish and it's really not, you, you know, that analogy of you can't pour into people if you're empty, it's very true. And you have to, you have to take those breaks and there's nothing wrong about saying no to something so you can take care of yourself first. Exactly. And whenever you do say no, you're not actually saying you are saying no, but you're saying no. So you can say yes to something that's more important. Uh, Yeah, I like to say not right now, you know, not right now, maybe down the line, maybe never, but just not right now. And I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And that's a, that's um, a softer way of saying no, especially Mm -hmm. for those of us that have a hard time saying no, (laughs) like (laughs) saying not now is a great like tiptoe into the world of saying no. (laughs) Right. And that can be, that can be a really, especially if you're like, this sounds really great and we really love to. Not right now, but please check back in three months or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Or if it's like a not right now and maybe not ever, <laughs> you can get to that point, too. If yeah. You need to. Yeah. Oh, I love it. OK, so last question. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is on the edge of burnout? We did a whole episode on avoiding burnout, actually. Um, so it's episode 17. And I think one of the things that we said was just making sure that you find time for yourself. And then also writing was also a big thing for us. I love that. And it's so important. Like if you're on the edge of burnout, 
it's not, I mean, it is because you're working too much, but it's not because of the work. It's because you aren't taking care of yourself and really like taking a step back and making sure that you are doing the things that are important to you and taking care of your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. Those all are super important for your business and you can't be present for your clients if you're not present for yourself first. Right. I think a big, big piece and a big uh, way you can avoid burnout or if you're, you're right on the edge is, is just taking a step back and reevaluating what has to get done, what's my most important and what are those extra things. I think if you really take a step back and, and what's nice to you is if you need to get a friend in there too and be like, okay, let me just like kind of say some things at you, you know, like this is what I have on my plate. Um, talking it out with someone is really important to of being, I'm, I'm, I think these are the things that have to get done. I feel like everything has to get done and really say, taking a step back, talking to a friend, writing it out and being like, no, actually I have these three things that have to get done or my bills won't get paid or whatever it may be. Uh, and the rest is bonus. I would like to get it done. It really gives you that permission to take a step back and say no to this for right now or say uh, put a pause button on it until this stuff gets done. Um, and, and setting, if you set those schedules and you set that time in your, in your daily life, in your weekly life, um, you won't, you won't get to that burnout phase because you already have those set business hours. And if it didn't get done that day, it's just not going to get done. Oh, I love that so, so much. It's so important. Yes. It, nothing is more important than your mental health. I think you can't be a good business owner. You can't be a good spouse. You can't be a good friend child, but you know, whatever it is, you can't be good at anything. If you're not taking care of yourself, you have to be healthy and whole first before you pour into anything into your life. And if you are doing it without being healthy and whole, you're just not giving them your best. Totally agree. Yeah. And we, we've both experienced burnout. That's why we did an episode on it. Uh, so we know what it's like to get to that point of just pure exhaustion and not wanting to do any of it because you're so overwhelmed. So if you are getting to that point where you're starting to feel that way, just really check in with yourself and see what changes need to be made so you don't fall into that. Exactly, exactly. And I find a lot of times we are just adding way too much onto our plate and setting the expectations way too high for ourselves. And a lot of those expectations can come down a few notches and it'll be okay. And no one will notice except you. Everyone else will still think you're doing like a thousand times better than they expected. Right. So true. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, before we go, what is coming up for you in the next couple months? What do we need to know about? Next couple months, we are both kind of, I feel like I'm getting into my off season. Um, so there's some big changes and things happening on my personal business. Um, some really cool new coaching things that will be launched, some awesome templates, um, just some really fun things that are in the process of being made and I can't wait to um, share it. Um, a lot of those things will be released on my social media or on my website, which is just Um for the podcast. We have a lot more episodes planned. We have some really cool um, guest speakers and we um, have a lot of plans too for the winter of creating some fun experiences for our listeners. Yeah, we have a lot of plans to just be more active in our Facebook group and create a safe space for our listeners to just talk and be a support for one another. So we're really excited about that. Um, we've talked about some other fun projects that we can't wait to talk about. Possibly a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. So where can all my listeners find you guys so they can keep track of all of this and make sure that they stay up to date on all the exciting things that are happening? Uh, well, you can follow us uh, pretty much anywhere at the Creative Legacy Podcast. That's Instagram, Facebook. Uh, that's our group name as well. So, and where you can search on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever. iHeartRadio. Yep. <laughs> that one too. Um, Perfect. Our website too. Right. And then our personal one um, is just, for me, it's shawnee.com or at shawneeteske for everything else. And I'm... Sarah Schrader design for my websites and social media. Perfect. And I will have all of that linked for you guys in the show notes so that you can find both of them and stay on top of everything and go check out their podcast too. 
All right, so every episode I leave you with a permission slip and today is no different. You heard a ton, and I mean a ton, of information and great tips and tricks for staying focused and staying inspired while you're working at home. And I want today to give you the permission to really just take a break midday, to refuel your brain, refuel your body, and make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Because often when we're working from home, and you heard this in the episode, and you know this from experience, we forget to take breaks. We just want to work straight through and get all the stuff done. And if you're like me, I'm very um, project oriented. And so if I'm in the middle of a project, I just, I want to get it done. I don't want to stop and take breaks, but it's really important for us to do that. And so today I want you to give yourself permission to take a break midday, hopefully a couple, but at least one break midday to refuel your body and rest your brain. Um, And that's all. You just need to set a timer and give yourself that permission to stop for 15 to 30 minutes. And you'll be amazed at how much easier it is to jump back into work after that break. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today. If you love today's podcast, I would love it if you would head on over to your favorite podcast app and click subscribe. That way you can be on top of all of the new episodes. You'll be the first to know whenever they go live. Um, I would also love it if you would head on over to Instagram and hang out with me so we can continue this conversation off the podcast because I love you guys and I really want to be able to support you this year. And the best way for me to do that is to communicate with you regularly. And if we are talking over on Instagram, that is the best way for me to be able to communicate with you because I hang out there all day long. So if you want to chat with me, head on over to Instagram. I'm at Chelsea B. Foster and go ahead and slide into my DMs. I would love to hear from you and hear what you are loving about the podcast or any suggestions that you have for future episodes. I want to make sure that this is all about what you guys need. So let me know. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day.